Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about, I'm getting ready. Say, I'm getting ready. For what? Uh, yeah, summer camp. Yeah, sure. I, was just, I didn't know what you were talking about for a second. I'm getting ready. That's what we're doing tonight. That's what we've been doing uh, for the past couple weeks. I know, um, hey, didn't Big Hoss do an awesome job? Big Hoss, our resident drummer over here. He is the pillar of the church. He did an awesome job for prayer the other night. Thank you, sir, for praying over our group and uh, praying over the speakers and praying for summer camp. I believe that um, we'll see the fruit of it, Hoss, for sure. I'm getting ready. Topic for tonight. Talking about expectation. You ready for, I'm going to jump right into it. Is it too soon? Who knows? Ready? Point number one. You ready? (laughs) Expect big things. Expect big things. Amzi, is this a cliche? Hey, we're going into summer camp. We got to talk about expectations. Yes and no. (laughs) We got to talk about expectations. What are you expecting for your life? For the person sitting next to you, their life, for our church, for your home, what are you expecting? You know, this expectation thing is not something me and Morgan or Pastor or, or Haas does or the staff of the church. Expectations for everybody. What, what, is, what is expectation? What are you expecting God to show up and say to you? What are you believing God to speak to you that will give you an answer about your future? The thing is, he's always speaking, but are we always listening? So we need to expect big things because we are a faith church, right? Are we faith people around here? Yes, we are. Pastor Nancy said, if you don't know her, she pastors a church in California. Awesome woman of God. Um, She's very special to our church. She's coming in the fall, I believe, to uh, uh, have a, I think, a Sunday morning. But um, Pastor Nancy said that we need to be specific when asking God for something. When making your your request to God, we need to be specific, not vague. Like, God, I just want you to bless me. <laughs> That's kind of vague. That could cover like any area of your life. Expect big things. She said, be specific. So I encourage you, what you're believing for summer camp, what you are, that thing that, as soon as I said, what are you expecting? The, I know the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart and showed you that thing almost right away. And I bet if you took a few more seconds, you could probably get a couple things. But in our favorite book, Habakkuk, I love that word. It's just, it rolls off the tongue so nicely. It's like, you know, we use that type of language, Habakkuk, all the time around here, not really. Habakkuk says to write the vision, write it down, make it plain so that when you see it, you can run with it. So I'm encouraging you to write the things down that you are believing God for, uh, that you were uh, saying, God, I need a specific answer. God, I'm not trying to push you here, but I need a specific answer. I need to hear from you. I don't know what those things are that you need to hear God about. I know in years past, I needed some answers about my family and that whole family unit being healed. I have nine brothers and sisters. There's a lot of things that can go wrong when you have that many people in one family, the more people you put into it. So there was all kinds of stuff going on. I really needed some answers. And I remember Pastor Jacob Boger pointed to me out. I was in the back at service uh, during a ministry time and he pointed to me and prayed over me and said, God is um, restoring your family. That was eight or nine years ago. And as as a result, here now, God has done that. I don't know about you, but that's my situation. That's exciting to me because that was an issue in my life that I needed to hear God about. 
And I said, God, this is what I'm believing you about. And I wrote it down. Believe it or not, when someone, when, when someone at the pulpit says, write this down, I actually did it because I was like, okay, well, if they are meaning what they say, if God's really going to speak to me, I'm going to write it down, be specific. Maybe you have a relationship with a close friend that uh, maybe it's fallen apart or the relationship isn't good. You, you want to hear from God about that. Maybe you're like, God, what am I, would you place me on earth to do? What are my gifts? What am I called to do? Why am I here? If you, it, maybe some, I've had that question many years. Not so much anymore. I'm, I'm beginning to see and figure that out and move forward with that. I still have some questions about the future, but I know when you're a young person, you're like, like what's the point? Like, why am I here? God, what have you gifted? So ask God, God, what am I called to do? What have you gifted me to do? Maybe you're at, at the point where you're graduating and you're looking at your future. Like, God, what college am I going to go to? Do I go to college? Do I go to trade school? Uh, do I work at this place? Do I work at that place? God can speak to you about those things. Here's a fun one. <laughs> Dating. <laughs> God, who am I supposed to date? Is he or she sitting to the left or right of me? Actually, that's not right because there's all guys on this section and then all girls on this section. And we don't roll that way. So um, dating, maybe you're wondering, hey, who's that person for my future? Write it down. God will speak to you about it. Not God might. Let's hope God does. I'm telling you, God will speak to you. Write the vision down. Write it down. Make it plain. Make it specific and God will speak to you. But only you know that thing that you're going to be believing God for. I'm encouraged to see a couple of people writing some things down right now. So anytime, at any time, write on, write on your neighbor's hand, write on their forehead if you got to, type it in your phone. <laughs> Talking about expect big things, I heard someone say one time, you know, if I keep my expectations low, <laughs> then I won't be disappointed. <laughs> I remember Pastor Jordan had a sermon series where he talked about things that sound true, <laughs> but they're not. Although that might be true, but it's not truth, right? Right? Like, I, I get what you're saying, but let's, let's not do that. Check this out. In Ephesians 3.20, check this out. Talking about expect big things. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Like, God's going to blow your mind. According to the power that works in us. Go to the Passion Translation of that. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. I love this. I love this right here. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. So like that thing that you wrote down that you think is like, God, this is a lot. I know I'm asking for a lot. He said, he said, I didn't say, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. Like, is that possible? It's possible. I didn't say it. Don't get mad at me. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I received that. That's nice. So I'm telling you, take the limits off of God. God, I know you moved in the past. Uh, You did this for me. But, you know, this next situation, God, with me is it's really big. And I know in Bible Venture Week, we sang this song about God being really big and like, God, you're you're really strong, but you probably can't handle this thing. Right. How many have done that? I've done that so many times. Uh, again, with like other situations, God, I've seen you do it in here it, it, with this person and this person, but this one I just kind of think is out of reach. God said he's going to do way more than we think that he can do. But let's believe him for it. Let's take those limits that we put on God. You know, who are we to think that we can put God in a box? He's limitless. He made the universe. He made everything that we know. There's, we don't know if there even is an end to the universe. He's that big. 
So expect big things, right? You know, you might think that your situation's maybe too big, or you might think, you know, God, the situation I'm, I'm in, it's just too small. You don't really care about that, do you? You know, he, he does. Every single issue of your life, every part of you, he cares about, and he wants to speak to you about it. Everything, family issues, uh, the way you're feeling, feeling confused about certain things. God, are you real? God, are you not real? He, he wants to speak to you about all of these things, and he will answer you. You just have to put him to the test, though. He told us in Malachi that we can prove him, not just Malachi is talking about finances. Prove him in everything that he, everything in the Bible that he said we can prove him on. Prove him on it. See if he won't do what he said he's going to do. I dare you to try it. I dare you. Okay, awesome. Um, ready for point number two? This is the this. The, I have t- the next two points are really fun. It's actually a joke. <laughs> you guys probably won't jump up on your feet and shout. But <laughs> point number two, we're talking about. I'm getting ready. Point number two, forgive. Ah. Oh, it feels so good. Forgive, right? But that one can be hard, right? It's not supposed to be. We've made it hard. But, but Bruce, you don't know what she said to me, though. You don't know how that made me feel. You don't know the, the sleep I lost over that. And I still remember that thing you said, actually, but not really. I've forgiven if I did. <laughs> but you don't know how he treated me. You, I still remember what he said in that text message to me. I mean, I forgive you, but I probably won't talk to you. And when I think about you, I'll probably be upset and angry and, and, and ask God to rain down a fire and brimstone on you and just to smite you with his uh, legion of angels, right? That's how we think, right? We do. We do. We want revenge, but that's not, our, that's, not, that's not for us. I heard this just recently. Pastor sent me this podcast, and um, this older man of God, he said, you will know that you've truly forgiven that person when that person's name is brought up and you don't have to feel like you have to tell everyone what that person did to you. And I mean, I was, I was slapped both ways each time I heard that. I was like, whew, I'm still hanging on to some things. <laughs> Lord, I repent right now. And the next time I saw this person, I had those feelings come up again. But I just said, Lord, I repent. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive them. I'm going to let this thing go. Are you always remembering that thing that that person did to you? You just feel like you have to tell somebody. Come on, let's really forgive. Let's really, once and for all, let's get it settled and let's move on. I don't know about you, but I've had to ask for forgiveness a number of times in my life. Unless you thought I was perfect. Newsflash, I'm not. I have messed up a number of times. Ask my wife, ask Pastor Jordan. I've messed up a number of times and had, I've been called out and I've had to ask for forgiveness. We can do it. I know it's a tough thing, but <laughs> we can do it. That's right. Morgan said we can do it. We can. Let's talk about this real quick. This is, this is about forgiveness. I just want to deal with an internal thing in the quarry real quick. This is so much fun. Okay. Let's look at Colossians 3.13. Out of the NLT. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about what I was going to say. It's just funny. I think it is at least. Make allowance for each other's faults. That's, that's a great idea. Huh? Make allowance. Like... Let's not just think, I wonder if they'll ever mess up. Let's just go ahead and assume that someone's going to make a mistake, and when they do, we're going to have grace with them. How about that? Is that that a good idea? Okay. Make allowance for each other's faults, meaning you're saying, I'm just waiting on you, Zod, to mess up. I know you're going to. No, it's just saying, when you do, because we're human, and in the next number of decades I'm alive, I'm going to make some mistakes. 
I'm not like go around just proclaiming that and confessing. I'm just going to make so many mistakes. I just know it's going to happen. I believe I'm getting better and better as the older I get. Anyway, okay. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. There's people that are really good at receiving grace because they want that grace, but they're not good at giving it. Right? I see it all the time, especially on the volleyball court out here. There's people that want grace when they miss the ball and uh, they don't want to be called out. But then there's the ones that they're just waiting on you. Oh, to miss that spike on someone's face, to, to get that perfect serve for the game-winning point. You're just waiting, but oh, you want grace, but you won't give it. I mean, that's, that's knocking over some sacred cows in here tonight. <laughs> okay, so that's mainly for the guys. So girls, um, maybe that secret group text that you didn't get invited to or that party that you got left out of because this girl talks to this one, but this one talks to this one over here, but this one's not included. Like this little secret like friendship game we play. Let's forgive. Let's forgive. Life is so much better. <laughs> you can sleep so much better when you've forgiven. Like, let's just be done with this stuff. I know that we're in high school and people think, well, you're young. You'll... Let's, just, let's just break that little stereotype. We don't have to act like that. I love it. We're... Can you put that scripture back up there? It says, make allowance for each other's faults. As soon as I read that, I was like, I, I need to do a better job at that. And I, after playing one round of volleyball, not even one game, just one, one serve, I see that this <laughs> needs to be very true for our group. Okay, should I keep going? I might, I might just stop. I might just stop. <laughs> I mean, some of you still remember what the person <laughs> said to you three years ago when you missed that serve. I'm just saying. Guys and girls. <laughs> some people are really good at receiving grace, but not very good at giving it. So... Dr. Jacobs, again, I love quoting him. Uh, he, he, he means a lot to me in my life. But he said, I forgive everyone of everything every time. It's a great way to live. It can be hard. But if you just keep confessing that over your life, I forgive everyone of everything every time. Yeah, but she, I don't care. I forgive everyone of everything every time. If you just keep that in your thinking all the time and say, Holy Spirit, please help me with that. It's kind of hard for me. Some people might have it harder than others. But like my wife, she's super forgiving. I'll do something that's really dumb and she'll forgive me like really quickly. I'm like, I just wish I was more like you, you know. <laughs> I, have, I have a hard time forgiving sometimes, but I'm getting better, right? Because we're getting ready. All right, last point and the most fun. You know it's a joke when I say that. <laughs> number three, point number three. Repent of hidden sins. Mm. I, just, I just lined everybody up and ran down and just went smack, 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 smack. Got everybody. No one's left out of that one. You're like, oh, Amzie, I forgave. And I'm expecting, oh, but okay, repent of hidden sins. You got me. Repent of hidden sins. I'm not going to have everybody come up one at a time, starting from the guys and then the girls, and come up and tell what that thing is, because we would need to bleach our ears out <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but we all need, we're talking about getting ready. We need to repent of the things in our life that we're ashamed of, the things that no one knows about those late night Snapchats, those late night text messages that no one knows about. We need to repent of those things, those attitudes that we've had with people, those prejudices that we've had against people. We need to repent of those things. I don't know about you, but going into camp, 
if I have any ropes tied to my back and some, and some baggage back there and I'm just pulling those things along because I've gotten pretty tough now, I can handle those things, you know, because I've been carrying them for so long, I know how to carry them. Why don't we just take tonight and just cut those things loose? Let's leave the baggage, the things, the unforgiveness, not expecting God to move our life, the, uh, the hidden sins, let's leave those things behind us. I, we've said this many times, and I've thought this, what would our camp be like? What would a Sunday morning look like? What would a Wednesday night look like if we showed up and we've been taking care of the things that we need to take, been, been taken care of all week long, all year long? So we're not always just, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Now look, if that's you, that's fine, that's okay. We'll pray for you. We'll smack you in the head as many times as we have to. <laughs> and I, I'll jump up in the prayer line too. But there's got to come a time where we finally cut those things loose and we're just like, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm tired of being that way. That's the only time in ministry you're allowed to use the word tired. I'm tired of being that way. That way is so old. That, that way has not served me well. God, I, you have so much for me over here, but yet I'm stuck here and I want to run there, but this thing's dragging me down so so let's take those spiritual scissors tonight let's just cut that thing loose so that not just for camp i don't want us to think like all right camp's coming up guys get the soap and water out it's time to, time to scrub up i'm not talking about that we can we can live this way all the time i just know that when i know when thinking about summer camp we we you know we think like hey we're gonna really really be in god's presence like really be in god's presence let's let's get squeaky clean before we go in there but we can be like that all the time though if you just repent repent says i'm going this way i'm turning around and now i'm going this way because this way was not working out and a lot of us are there even tonight so when i talk about repenting of hidden sins <laughs> i saw a couple smirks not in a bad way but i saw some smirks on people's face because they knew i was reading their mail to them and uh whatever the holy spirit showed you when i say Repent of hidden sins. The first thing he shows you, that's the first thing you need to repent of. Some of us, there might be 10 things. Some there might be a few. Some there might be none. I hope that'd be awesome if you repented this morning. Lord, if anything I've done today, it's been wrong. That's not pleased you. I repent of that thing, that thing right now. You can do that all the time. And you can get in a habit of doing that to where it becomes easier and easier for you. I encourage you to. But that first thing that the Holy Spirit showed you, showed you in your heart, that's, that's the thing that you need to write down. You need to, Put a big X through it. Say, I'm done with this thing. I'm clipping it. I'm leaving it back. I'm done with that. So I'm going to go into camp not saying, all right, worship team. All right, pastor. All right, leaders, help me. Help me. I just came limping in. Listen, again, if you do that, that's okay. I'm not. We're just glad you're there. We're glad you're, if you came in like that tonight, we're glad you're here tonight. That's what this, that's what Corey is for. Is to help all of us come up. All of us to live better lives. We can't do it apart from the Holy Spirit's help. We need his help, but that's what these nights are for. I wish there was more people in here tonight like that, that we could help. Um, I, I'm thrilled that there's people in here that are, that are pursuing God and chasing after God, but I want the ones that are far from God, the ones that have, haven't heard about Jesus before and didn't know that they could live a life free from that stuff. Those are the ones that I want to see, but I, I really want to see this for you all so that we can keep pushing forward. We can keep getting stronger. You know, we're a region-changing church unless you forgot about that. I haven't. I think about it all the time. I pray about it all the time. And in order for us to be a region-changing church, we need to have clean hands. We need to have a pure heart. We need to have a sound mind. We need to forgive. We need to repent of hidden sins. We need to expect God to do big things. 
we might get there. We might get there if we decide just, yeah, I'm just going to stay the same. We might, but I don't want some of us to try and some others not to try. And then those ones be holding us back. Let's all do this thing together. We have a future. We have a destiny. We have a, a region to impact for Jesus. Not so that this building can just be full of people. We can say, good job, guys. We did it. We filled the people, but they ain't getting nothing. They're not changing. We're a region changing church to help people. And these things I'm talking about, you thought, oh, this is for summer camp. This is an everyday thing. This is the thing I, t- the things that I talk to God about weekly. I wouldn't say necessarily every single day, but weekly I talk to God about these things. Lord, I repent, uh, especially if Dr. Jacobs is preaching. Lord, I repent if I've done anything wrong so he doesn't call me out and say, Amos, you've been living in sin lately. I just don't want that to happen. So I will take care of it before we get there so there's no issue. <laughs> All right, let's look at this. Acts 3.19 out of the Passion Translation. Talking about forgive. Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> talking about repent of hidden sins. And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. I love that. So God's saying, just repent to me. I'll forgive you and you'll be refreshed. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. That's, that's an easy, that sounds like an easy thing to do. I like being refreshed. I like feeling refreshed. He just told us how to do it. Let's look at Proverbs 28, 13 out of the NLT. This is fun. People who conceal their sins will not prosper. Amen. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. In both of those scriptures, God gave us three things that will come as a result of us repenting and moving forward and say, God, please forgive me of these things. He said that we will receive mercy. Who, who likes mercy? I like it. I like if I do something wrong, someone says, you know what? I love you. It's okay. I like that. <laughs> Happens all the time. Um, I want to prosper, not just financially. That's just, that's a low level. If you think, I just want to prosper just for money. I want to prosper in all areas of my life. I want to sleep good at night. I want to have peace that when storms come, I'm just like, let's go, that's fine. Let's just keep moving forward. That's fine. When issues pop up, when a, when a, a future pandemic pops up, I want to have peace for those things. That's what to me, to me, that's what prosper means, all areas. So he said we can receive mercy that will prosper and that will be refreshed. If you repent, those things are reserved for the people who repent. For you to say, God, I know I got some pride in my life, but I'm going to lay that thing down. And I admit, you were right all this time. It might be hard the first couple times you do it. God, I told you that I knew better than you. I told my mom and dad that I knew better than you. But let's just not do that. I want to pray for us all tonight. The last, the, the three points we talked about, expect big things and forgive uh, and repent of hidden sins. That's all I have, but I, I want us to pray for those things. And, you know, we talked about dragging that baggage around. Yeah. When we pray tonight, don't think like, all right, we're going to do this little tacky spiritual thing. We're going to take these fake scissors and cut this thing. It's still going to be there. Let's believe God. Let's believe God. Like, I know, what an idea. Let's believe God. He said it would happen. He said that we could live clean. He said that we could forgive. Let's expect big things for camp. Again, I don't know those things that you're believing for. Um, I would love to. If Afterwards, you want to tell me a couple of the things you're believing God for. I I meant to tell you this earlier. Talking about expectation. First point was expect big things. I remember... It was about, I think about six or seven years ago. I was trying to remember the timeline early and I couldn't remember. 
I was still a little bit newer here to church. I've only been in the church for two or three years. And you know, I had doubts. I, I, I kind of need to be reassured a lot that I'm doing the right thing, that people didn't think I was some giant failure. That's kind of the way I grew up hearing that a lot. So I need to be reassured of some things. And Dr. Jacobs had a, um, I can't remember if it was a conference. Yeah, I think it was a conference. It was like a, a two or three day conference. And he said, it was on a Sunday. He said, all right, guys, we're talking about tonight. We're getting ready. He said, let's get ready for this. I want you to write down specifically what you're, and that's, that was the first time I ever heard that, write down specifically, okay? And uh, I was just praying one of those, Lord, would you bless me kind of a thing. <laughs> Lord, would you do it for me? It wasn't, it was very vague, uh, nothing to it. But so I wrote down, just, I just want to be honest. You guys might think that's kind of shallow, but I wanted to know, because I really looked up to Dr. Jacobs. Uh, we could go into this whole thing, but just my father figure, Dr. Jacobs took over that role and I, I really needed him to. And I kind of wondered like, what does he think about me? Like, does he, you know, I lead worship here sometimes and am I just totally blowing it? I just needed some reassurance. I, maybe I'm the only one that's ever needed that. Maybe you're just always just like, no, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And you're just like Superman, you got it all figured out. But I needed some reassurance. And, um, and so that I wrote down that thing. Um, I kind of want to know what he thinks about me. <laughs> I know it's kind of a funny thing, but for someone who needed someone to step in as a father figure, I want to know that. He had never mentioned my name in service ever, like literally ever. So it comes to that conference, I'm sitting back in the back and he was like, yeah, and Amzie, yeah, where are you at? He's like, yeah, Amzie leads worship for us here and uh, he, he does a great job. He's a good man and he really loves God. And I was like, what? You that's the, literally the thing I asked you about. And then another thing is, um, I wasn't, uh, I'm just going to be honest. I, I, there's times in my life where I haven't felt appreciated. Has anybody ever felt that? Like, I'm doing this thing for my family. I'm doing this thing for my church. I'm doing this thing in my job. I just feel like I'm trying hard, but nobody notices. I wrote down that thing. I want to know I'm appreciated. Are those, I was new to church. Maybe you think that's shallow. I'm just, that's, that's honest. That's where I was. Well, a couple of days later, I get a gift in the mail from Dr. Jacobs. First time ever. Huh. I wrote down the two things I wanted to hear about. He said, be specific. Literally, that service, I heard what he thought about me. And then the next time I checked the mail, I got my next answer. God can do it. That's pretty specific. That's very specific. I was kind of like, hold on. Like, what's happening right now? That's, he really just did that. God can do that and he will do that for you. If you are specific, if you write it down, if you're sincere, God, I really want to hear from you about this. So let's all stand up. Let's pray. Lord, as we go into summer camp, Lord, we want to go in running. We don't want to go in limping. Lord, we don't want to go into summer camp with baggage. We want to go freed up. We want to go feeling light. We don't want to go with anxieties, with fears. So we're expecting you, Lord, at our summer camp this year, forward 2021 to do some huge things in our life but then not so selfishly Lord we're expecting you to do huge things in our friends life and our family's life and in this church's life Lord we are expecting big things specific things from you that we've wrote that we've wrote down that we're going to go over over these next 11 days huge things specific things that we are believing you for and Lord you just said all we have to do is ask you for them in faith and that we can receive those things. So Lord, we are expecting to hear from you, not twisting your arm, but just taking you at your word, expecting you to do what you said you would do. 
And Lord, when it comes to forgiveness, Holy Spirit, show us how to forgive that person that's hurt us. That word that they said that we are even thinking about right now, we can still hear them say it, or we can still see ourselves reading that thing. Holy Spirit, we release those people right now in Jesus' name. And we say, Lord, forgive us for whatever we did wrong, and Lord, we forgive them right now. And we can cut those things loose as we're doing that right now. We cut the first one off. We're expecting big things. We're taking care of the second one with forgiveness. And Lord, we repent tonight of hidden sins that things that we feel shameful about, things that people don't know. And if we told them, they would be shocked. Lord, we repent of those things right now. Holy Spirit, we don't want to live like that, but maybe we're caught up in a cycle where we just can't seem to break free of those things. Holy Spirit, you are the healer. You help us. You are our helper. You help us get victory from those things. So we repent right now. And wherever you're at, if you just want to, you know, with, within yourself, if you just want to name those things that you repent of, not out loud so nobody hears, but repent of those things. If you're serious about it, if you want to stay the same, you can, you can stay the same. That's fine. But we're going after the ones that really want to change tonight. The ones that, are, that have said, I'm done with the way I've been living. So Holy Spirit, thank you for forgiving us. Lord, thank you for forgiving us. We repent of those things. We, we're never going to be the same. We don't want to be the same. But we'll, with your help, we will never be the same. And with you, it gets easier and easier. And we go from glory to glory, from grace to grace. We thank you for helping us tonight, Holy Spirit. You are our helper. We're the doer, but you, you are our helper. And we're counting on you. And according to your word, we can count on you that you'll always do what you say you're going to do. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here with us tonight, for helping us, for cleansing us, for helping us let go of those things that we've been holding on to. And Lord, for anybody in here tonight that doesn't know you, that doesn't know you, Jesus, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them right now, that you would speak to their heart right now. You can do it. God can do it. But Lord, that you would speak to those people that are maybe far from you, that feel distant. I just want to lead you in a prayer. If you've never accepted Jesus in your heart, if you've never prayed a prayer with somebody, maybe by yourself or at a youth ministry like this, if you've never asked Jesus to come live in your heart, then we can do that right now. God has a son named Jesus, and he sent him here to earth to take the punishment that we, all of us in here, deserve. We deserve death. We deserve nothing good. But God took his perfect son, Jesus, and sent him here to die on a cross, to be beaten, to be murdered, just for you, the thing that I deserve, the thing that you deserved. But Jesus said, I'll take it for him. And he was murdered and he was killed. And then he was buried. But that's, a lot of people think that's where the story ends. But he died, but then he was resurrected. And because he died and was raised to life, that means you can do the same thing. You can raise to life in Christ. Jesus loves you. He's for you. Maybe contrary to what you believe or know about God, God is not mad at you. Sometimes we get that twisted, but God is not mad at you. He's not unpleased with you. He loves you. Nothing but love. And he wants you to accept him.
right here and right now. If no one raises their hand for this, I still did what I was supposed to do, and I'm glad I did. But without, if everybody could keep their head bowed and their eyes closed, please don't look around. If you, if you want to receive Jesus tonight, if you say, hey, I'll pray that prayer with you. I'm not going to make you talk in the microphone. I'm not going to make you come up here. But you can just raise your hand real quickly. I'm going to look real fast. If that's anybody in here tonight. Okay, well, I don't see anybody, but... Lord, I believe that you're speaking to some people right now. You're encouraging their heart right now. Speaking to them about family situations right now. We thank you, Lord, that everyone in here knows you and that we have an awesome relationship with you right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us tonight, for helping us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are getting ready tonight. We started tonight, moving forward into summer camp, that we're going to go in running. We're not going to go in dragging or limping. We're going to go in running, ready to receive everything that you have for us, Lord, because you have some big things ahead for us. And I'm excited to see what they are. I don't know everything that that's going to happen, but I have some expectations about certain things that you're going to do, and I'm ready to watch those things unfold at camp and see them with my own eyes. And afterwards, I can say, I know I was believing for that, and that thing happened, and I can tell somebody about that. And I'm excited, Holy Spirit, to see you move, work in the people's lives, encourage people that have been discouraged for a long time, save people that, that need you, heal people that have had things wrong with their body, sickness and disease in their body for a long time. We're just ready for you to show up and show out and do the, the, what only you can do. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us at summer camp, and not just at summer camp, but every day of our lives. We love you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for it. Lord, we thank you just for a great night tonight in your presence. I pray that as we go out, outside, and hang out, that the angels will be here to take care of us and protect us and keep us in all of our ways. And when we, when we head out tonight, they'll be with us even then. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media. 